Hi, Karen. Welcome back. It is so incredibly wonderful to see your face. Katie, it is wonderful to see your face as always, though I will say seeing you on the screen is a little bit of a letdown. (laughs) It is. It is. If you could have like picked me up in your gorgeous car this afternoon and then we could have been recording with Ginger Buddha and American Kano Angel, that would have been it would have been better, I will say. I it's like I feel like you're a genie that has been stuffed back in the bottle. <laughs> Seeing you on the Zoom screen right now, I'm like, oh, such a good visual. That's the perfect metaphor. It really is. <laughs> I because it's like I also like I mean I truly just like poof in thin air. I was like in Chicago, and then like poof, I was out. That was it. Yes. It was just like, is this a hologram? I don't know. Yeah, I know it's right. It it's very. It was the very surreal. I mean, amazing and wonderful, and we have the best photos from it. Experience of like, wait, no, you're here in person. We're all here in the same room. Anyway, it was you, so listen, much fun, listeners. If you have not listened to our last episode, it is a wild one. The sound not awesome, <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> worth it. It was so much fun. I loved seeing all of you so much. Like it was like I was like on a high afterward, honestly, like like for the rest of the weekend. I was like, that was so incredible. And it was also amazing because it was my first day back in Chicago. Like it was like my first thing that I was doing. And so I was I actually was worried because I was like, oh, shoot, I'm getting in the night before at like midnight. I was like, I'm not I'm going to be so tired. Oh, fuck. No, I wasn't tired. I was like, this is an adrenaline high that just keeps going. Like it was it was awesome. I loved it. I really did. It was amazing. And the food was good too. Thank God. I know, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. Thank you again, Ginger Buddha, for hosting us. Thank you again, Americana Angel, for gracing us with your presence. She's very microphone shy. So I feel like that was like a rare treat to get her on microphone. That was so wonderful. And Atticus, right? That's Tori's. Yes, Addie. (laughs) Oh, Addie is so adorable. I really fell in love with Addie. And also all of Tori's um, caftans. Like, yes. I need to be hitting up some goodwills in my near future to, and then texting you all and talking about it on the pod. Exactly. Well, I would, I also appreciate it is that you put on a caftan over your outfit and you would never have known that you just didn't wear that all the time. It was like meant to be. (laughs) It matched everything. It matched your jewelry. Yes. It was amazing. It was so much fun. And being in Chicago was such a blast and Yeah. I mean, listeners, thank you for staying with us and thanks for tuning in today because we know we've been, it's been a minute. It's been three weeks, which I think we've only had a few three week breaks, Karen, throughout the past two years, right? Like there really hasn't been that many of them. Two years. I know. Right. (laughs) Two years. Right. Uh, Yeah. No, we really, we haven't. And I feel like now I initially I did I feel like when we started it didn't occur to us necessarily right away to record more than one episode at a time oh totally so right so now if we have a break like that listeners like Instagram may say that we're like just taking a well-deserved break but some shit has gone down yes (laughs) we have like (laughs) interruption something bad has happened (laughs) our lives both of ours or one of ours or both have blown up. That's basically, that's the truth. Yeah. I can make a nice little Canva graphic of like, uh, you know, a cute little kitten napping and we're taking a little break. Fuck that. That's not true. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but you know, we like to uh, present in a very cool, calm and collected way, which is weird and doesn't track for our image 
of this pod at all, right? Like, but but I love it because I feel like it's one of those if you know, you know things. Like the cuter the animal is on Instagram on the Canva animal, the worse the thing is. That's that so happened. true. That's so true. <laughs> if it's just like a bunch of like falling leaves and it's like, oh, we took a fall break, it's it's it might be actually just a fall break. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, that, that tracks. If it's oh. a kitten with cucumber slices, one of us is COVID. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is in the emergency room. Okay, so speaking of COVID, Karen, oh. please regale oh, us because I have heard nothing about the fact that you got it right after I was there. Holy crap. Okay, so I was there three weeks ago. I think you texted me like five days later and you were like, I got it. And I was like, no, you didn't. Oh, shit. Oh, God. What happened? How are you doing? I mean, I'm feeling much better. I still feel like I sound congested. I'm not congested. And everybody I know has had this weird symptom of like feeling like we sound congested, even though I'm not congested at all. Oh, really? See, I don't think you sound weird at all. Good. Okay. I see. And that's what Tori said. She was like, yeah, it's going to sound in your head. It sounds like you're congested. Mm, Anyway. No, that's fair. Um. Yeah, no, I went to a conference. So I saw you Wednesday night, Thursday night. I went to a conference for the weekend that had a mask policy to their credit. But, you know, everybody, what everybody said was a lot of the journalism conferences this summer have had mask mandates. And by day two or three, no one's wearing their masks. Oh, really? Like they start off all goody two shoes and then they're like, we know each other. I totally trust exactly. you, person that I just met 48 hours ago. Correct. All 400 of you in this room of oh, people. God. And I will completely own that that is what happened to me. Like day one, day two, I'm super like I'm wearing my mask everywhere. Yeah. By the reception of, you know, day whatever, I did not have a mask on. And I, I'm i not saying that's where I got it, but that's where I got it. Oh, <laughs> you know, Mm, it's inevitable bummer i i mean i went i had a good run a good run you really did i think seriously you were one of the holdouts like i think Mm -hmm. you might be the last person i know to get it like my dad got it on the same day that you got it and you too and he's he's had a rough go but he's getting better but like it's yeah it's i mean this ba5 is actually really no joke i mean so what happened like so how did you did you first start getting symptoms like you were sniffly or like did you all of a sudden lose your sense of taste or like what happened god so (laughs) picture it chicago 2022 so just I will say that Monday I started to not feel well. That Monday night, I canceled my plans Monday night because I was like, oh, I'm so run down. Tuesday, I woke up and took a sick day. Like, I don't even remember. I just feel like I was run down. I was congested. I took a COVID test with, as it turns out, an expired home test that came up negative. Wait, hold on a second. (laughs) Home tests can expire? I know. I think Ooh. I have home tests from like December 2020 legit. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I did not know this. No, no. They expire and they expire faster than you'd think. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Check uh, everybody. Check your home tests. Oh. Check the supply of your home tests. They do expire. I'm not saying that's why it was negative, but it was negative And I just felt progressively worse. And Tori was like, eh, you should maybe test again. And I did Thursday morning. And Katie, I will tell you. I was in such denial. 
<laughs> oh no. I mean, it turned oh, positive. No. It's just like you said. It it says 15 to 30 minutes. Oh no, no. I I barely had closed the test. And it was like positive. Yep. And I was like, no. No, 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 I'm saying there's been a misunderstanding. I don't get COVID. <laughs> I'm never going to get COVID. I am immune and I am an advanced species that will not, <laughs> cannot. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So you saw the second line and you were like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. So then I took a second one because I was of like, course. and then I decided to go to urgent care because I was like, don't you know who I am? You <laughs> <laughs> don't get COVID. This is the best story ever, except that you had COVID. But yes, this is amazing. COVID. Oh my God. And it was just like, yeah, no, like how many times did I need to be told that I had COVID before I was just like, oh, okay. I know. I, yeah. So, I mean, I took four sick days, which I don't, I couldn't even tell you the last time I took four sick days. I, I really, I have no idea. Uh, you know, very grateful to my nine to five employer that they have a very generous sick policy, obviously. And yeah, no, I was laid up and I, it was a bad cold. I, I, at the time in, while I was in it, I was getting really mad at people who were suggesting I had a mild case. It was like, I feel like shit. Yeah. The mild case people, which I will admit I was one of them at first. I don't think that's a thing. That's like, it's not good to say you have a mild case because then inevitably you're going to be like hit by a truck. Like I just, I, I don't think there is such a thing as an actual mild case. Although I have heard of people who are like, I was sick for two minutes and then I just sneezed and I was fine. And I was like, I'm so happy for you genuinely, but also what? No, you're like one in a million. So you yeah. did not have a mild case. Like the level of feeling like ass is, I mean, it's significant. Like it's horrible. It was really bad. And I, I don't know. I kept gaslighting myself. Like, I don't know if you had this experience of like, do I feel this bad or do I think I feel this bad? Because now I know I have COVID. Like I just kept psyching myself out and it was like, <laughs> just, just give in. Yeah. I feel like shit. Yes. Yes. Do you just like stay in bed or? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I will say shout out to again ginger buddha americano angel shout out to the doctor not a medical doctor in my life who came here against my wishes to take care of me oh i know i it was very very sweet that's um, so nice i know so i i just i'm very grateful to have had so much support and i'm it's weird i just i i i'm just i'm glad that i I, I'm glad I had it. Yeah. Like now I don't have this weird, like, oh God, am I going to get it? Totally. Totally. I mean, it's kind of like a, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, let's move on life. Like it's, I mean, do you feel like after those four days that you took off, like, did you, did you feel exhaustion for longer than that? Or was it like, oh, you're good. Like, do you feel like a hundred percent now? I don't feel like a hundred percent. And I feel like, yeah, the oh brain fog God. lasted like, I feel like well into the next week I went back to yeah. work, but I was like, should I be working right now? Uh. <laughs> uh, and I'm tired and yeah, I, I feel like I, <laughs> sorry, I can hear my dryer in the background. Oh, I, I can't like... hear it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like 
I was surprised how long I didn't feel well. And I keep hearing about the weirdest long COVID symptoms. Like we really don't know anything about COVID and we certainly don't know anything about long, long COVID. And I know someone who has a kidney infection that they think is linked to, that they think that the COVID like in her body attacked her kidneys. Oh my God. What the fuck? That's so scary. Yeah. That's so scary. Please tell me you're not experiencing anything like that. Knock on wood, no. I think. Good. Uh, COVID's like really, truly no joke though. Like, I think that like before I got it, I, it's not that I was trying to gaslight anyone else. Like I, of course, read the news reports. I knew people who had it, but it wasn't until I had it that I was like, oh, this is horrible. Like this is truly hell like it was yeah I'm so glad you had support because I feel like if I hadn't had Tyler in the house with me mm-hmm. like I don't know what I would have done like I would have maybe like postmates I don't even know if Ben has postmates but like gotten oh, medicine that way I even called because I got that Paxlovid which is like that drug mm-hmm. that you're supposed to or you can take I guess for the first few days and like I called them and I was like okay I just want to make sure that it's in the you know the Rite Aid and the Rite Aid pharmacist was like we will give this to you as long as you are not the person that picks it up. We will not give it to you. Basically, they said, we will not give it to you if it, if you are here. We do not want you to come into our building. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay. I'm like, that's, I don't think I could drive to your building, but I was oh my like, God. my husband will be there. And it's like, what would I have done if I was like a single person? Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe they would have met me outside in a hazmat suit or something, but <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's just, I mean, it's real. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you had that experience. (laughs) I really, really am. And I'm also happy that you had the antibodies and that you're, you know, yeah. Hopefully. For two months. Two months. I did get the booster. Oh, you did? I did. I got it like, I guess like a week ago, which, so it's like a two month window, like after you get it that you can, I think it's two or three months. The CDC says like, Eh, you could wait two months or three months, whatever. And I was like, you know what? There are so many people that I hear about who are getting like the resurgence of BA5 that I was like, I'm not going to take this chance. Plus Tyler hasn't gotten any COVID yet and he has asthma. And I'm like, okay, I'm just, that's it. Like, let's just both get it. So we got it. We felt like garbage for like a day and it wasn't like, I mean, a little bit feverish, but it was like after 24 hours, I was fine. I was actually totally fine. So I would recommend if people are like, oh no, should I get the booster? Just get it. I mean, in my opinion, like it's, it's this variant is like so shitty that it's like, why not? So, yeah, I was (laughs) I realized I like put a pin in my head to ask if Tyler had gotten it. I didn't want to ask you necessarily on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he hasn't gotten it. It was like some sort of crazy miracle because when I got it and I was sick for so long, he was masking like we were able to separate and like he was, I mean, he was like wiping down every surface. Like it was like, you know, it actually made me super sad because I was like, I missed like hugging him, like physical contact. And that was something that was like hard on me. Cause it was like almost three weeks of me like being, cause I just felt like absolute ass, but like, anyway, Um, so, so yeah, but he didn't get it. So that's, I mean, obviously worth it, but, but yeah, so that was one of the reasons listeners that we did not have a pod. The other, the other reason we did not have a pod is that I had like a full blown crisis with Lucy. And I know that you and I Mm -hmm. have texted about it and the like, you know, 
the uh, end of the story, which is good to know, is that she's actually doing great. Like she it's literally a miracle. I have no idea how it's happening. Like a friend of mine was like, you know, dogs are resilient. Pets are resilient. Like she'll get mm -hmm. through this. And I was like, I don't think you understand what's happening. And my friend was right. She was. Lucy is doing amazingly well. Like I, I mean, she's like running around the house like nothing ever happened. She's eating. She is on a bunch of meds, but that will be like for life, and that's fine. And so, it's amazing. It's a miracle, truly. But basically, what happened was, and this goes to our topic of like staying in the present. So, um, so basically, I saw you on a Wednesday in Chicago. I would say about Thursday morning. Yeah, I think it was Thursday morning. We got a call from our dog sitter. And this is a wonderful person. Her name's Michelle. She's great. She loves Lucy. And she was like, hey, you know, Lucy's not doing that great. Like she mm -hmm. has an upset stomach and like something's not that not right. And we're like, OK, we'll just watch her. Like, I'm sure she's fine. We didn't really brush it off, but we were just like, it, she, Michelle is like very, very like on it like I don't want to say anything negative about her but she's like very very like you know I don't want to say hypochondriac but like I she's not a hypochondriac she actually is the opposite of that what and but like I didn't really know and so the next day when she called she was saying the same thing and I was like okay fine I'm like if you can take her to the vet like that would be great mm -hmm. we set that up she took her to the vet Lucy got on antibiotics and then by that night she was like things are not looking good like Lucy's oh, like her um like her behavior was changing, which that's like a, that's like a dead ringer for like, if an animal's behavior, like they're getting like not wanting to eat or they're not like acting normal, like that's like really bad. And so we were like, okay, forget it. Like we're going to cut our trip short. So we came home mm. a couple of days early. We came home on Sunday because I really wanted to see you on, um, on I Sunday. Know. And I remember texting you and I was like, we have to go home. So Tyler and I flew home and like, it was actually okay with us. Like, at least we got to see people once, you know, like we were going to like see people again, but we were super lucky that we got to see some people and we get home and Michelle drops Lucy off and Lucy's fine. She seems totally fine. And Tyler goes to Trader Joe's. Lucy goes out back in our, our backyard and she's taking forever. And oh. she, I look back there and she's convulsing. Like she is having... <gasps> I don't oh know if God. it wasn't like a seizure, but she was something was <gasps> really wrong. So I pick her up, I bring her in the house, I put her on the couch and she proceeds to what I think is like almost die in front of me. Like she was convulsing, moaning, and her eyes were rolled back in her head. Oh my and God, so Katie. I, it was horrible. And so I, and I'm like, okay, the last thing I want to do is take her to a vet because I don't want her to die in a, a place of fear you know like that was mm -hmm. and it was just so fast karen like it was so fucking i mean it was just like there was no decline like it was like what like and we had found out and i might have told you about this but like we had found out about um, maybe a month and a half ago two months ago that she has tumors on her spleen and we had decided as a 15 year old dog that we were not going to get them removed but she was fine and it's like we're gonna we're gonna let her have a good life and like you know we're not gonna um you're not gonna put her under surgery so or in th through surgery. So anyway, so I called Tyler and I was like at Trader Joe's and I was like, you need to come home right now, like immediately, like this moment. And he's like, okay, I'm checking out. And I was like, seriously, like, like right now, like this, like right now. And I, I mean, it was a total freak out and I really didn't know if he would make it like for her to like, if he would make it home in time. So he comes home and both of us are just like 
hysterical. I mean, it's like, we don't even know. She's not registering that we're in front of her. Like, it's an absolute <sighs> mess. It was, she, I mean, truly, we were thought that was it. Like, and so we had covered her with these blankets and we were telling her she, we loved her. And I called our vet and our vet, like our, it's like an emergency line because it's like a Sunday and nothing's open. So I called and I was like, I think our dog is dying and I don't know what to do. And they were, they put me through to like the emergency vet that was actually there, like an actual doctor. And he was like, for an extra fee, I can come to your house. And I was like, well, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I had no idea. And I was like, yeah, I'll pay it. Like he didn't even tell me what the rate was. I don't give a fuck. And so he came over, took her temperature. Turns out she had a temperature because what had happened, which we found out later, was that one of her tumors started bleeding into her stomach. So she was internally bleeding, oh, which is God. apparently like excruciating. And so she was going into this level of shock, basically. And so he gave her a shot. I mean, he saved her life. Like he gave her a shot that lo lowered her fever. And then um, she was on IVs for the next three days in the hospital. Like we were, she would come home at night. She would be on IVs all day long. I mean, we seriously like treat her like a, a human. And so like oh we God. like, and she was not with it at all. Like she was like truly out of it. And basically we didn't, we, and so at the end of the third day, they were like, look, by the end of the third day of these IVs, we're going to take her blood. If her red cell blood count is elevated, that means that the bleeding has stopped, that she has been able to clot her blood on her own. And they're like, that is the best case scenario. If that happens, then she actually could recover from this almost fully. And if that doesn't happen, then you have a choice. <gasps> yeah. Oh and so because you don't want her to have like this pain all the time. Right. So that was a very bad three days and she was totally out of it the whole time. And, and so by the third day, they were like, we have good news. Her blood cell count is going up and that means that there's no more bleeding. Um, and so they were like, but we need to have a conversation because this will happen again and it could be fatal. And they're like, it most likely will be fatal. And so we were like, okay. And I was like, you know, if we, I mean, I know this is a lot of detail, but like, I was like, if we, um, I was like, I don't believe in keeping her alive for us. Like if she's in pain, I won't do it. And, and they were like, we really think it's premature to put her down because she's actually like in a place that she could actually get better. And I was like, okay, but <laughs> like, I don't want her to die of an event that is painful, you know, like it's like, yeah. and now I'm trying to like control the situation, obviously. And so I'm not being in the present at all. And so I, they're, they're like, they're like, we think you're overthinking this in the nicest way possible. They told me that. And wow. even though I was like, yeah, fuck you. But I didn't say that, but I was just like, mm. but they were also right. And so I was, I, they were like, we really recommend that you just live a normal life with her and cherish the time you have. And I was like, well, what, what is the time that we have? Like, if you can give us some sort of prognosis and one of the vets was like you'll be very lucky to have like six months um mm. and another vet was like you'll be lucky to have one month like <gasps> this is a week this is like Wait, a few what? weeks out yeah oh and so God. so we're like okay and so the bleeding it's not like an if like it's a definite like it'll happen um or something else you know like who knows um so her 15th birthday is October 7th, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to do, like, something with our neighbors or something. I don't know. Like, I just want to, like, celebrate as long as she's okay. Um, but, yeah, it's been really interesting, Karen, because after her good, you know, like, things started getting better, 
she was like i was like all of a sudden in the state of like euphoria i was like holy shit we have her back like and she really has bounced back and so it's like this is amazing and then like three nights ago i have this fucking horrible dream that like you know like is about her and i wake up and it's one of those dreams where you like forget that it's not real and like you wake up and you're like you actually you're like where am i type of thing and then you like have to remind yourself that's not your real life but then it's like I basically lost her in the dream. And so the whole day I was crying because it was like, that's actually the sadness that I feel in my psyche. And like, so anyway, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been like a total crisis in my family. And I think the thing is, is like, I'm so grateful that she's okay, truly. I mean, obviously, and it's like this practice and mindfulness practice of being in the present moment, because that's it. That is it. I cannot control when this happens again. And like, it's going, I mean, obviously it will devastate both of us. And I just, but it's interesting to like be forced to be in the present because I think the thing is, is like, I think we're always, I I mean, this is me getting philosophical, but like, I will get off my soapbox in a second, but like, basically like, I feel like we're all forced to be in the present all the time because we don't, nothing is a guarantee like no one in our lives are guarantees but i don't think that like i think of it that way until there's a crisis does that make sense i'll stop talking now thank you for my listening to my ted talk oh my god (laughs) that makes perfect sense and i'm so sorry you went through that it's so awful like oh i i am hearing about this in real time listeners so my reactions are like oh my god like yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. It's so painful. And I think anybody listening who has pets understands like just especially aging pets. Yes. You just I I don't know about you, but I feel like I just take my pets for granted. Oh, totally. Totally. Like you're going to be there forever. Like we're going to live the same amount of time. We'll die on the same day. Yes. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. And much like the ancient Egyptians, we will be buried together. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know it so well. Like, you love your cats just as much. It's like, yeah. I mean, oh, Yeah, it's really hard to watch them get older. And you're right, the present moment. I mean, Hyacinth, I had a health scare recently with Hyacinth and yes, I feel like I, you know, as I'm taking her to the vet, just like freaking out, just like beating myself up for every time I yelled at her, stop stabbing me, Flopsy, right? Like, yes. I mean, I'm back to yelling at her to stop stabbing at me, but <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it, it does force you to be more present and like the vet told you to cherish every moment you have. Totally. Totally. It's also hard sometimes though. Like last night, Tyler's making pizza and he like almost steps on her because she like kind of goes behind him and he's yep. like, ah, move. And I was like, you can't get mad at her. We have to just be in the present and like we have to be happy all the time. And he's like, okay, like and like he wants to too, obviously, but like obviously, like we're human. Like it's, I don't know. Like it's yeah. it's hard. Like that forcing to be cherishing every second, like that's a struggle itself. It's a struggle. It reminds me of this is not even tangentially. This is a bad tangent, even for me. But I, I don't know if you saw a story. It was in the New York Times. I think it's it was in the modern love section. Maybe it was one day this week. An interview with the Gottmans, the marriage. Oh no! Experts. I need to look it up. I know about Gottman. Yes. So they have a new book out. Oh. And I think there are seven 
seven things they they recommend that you do in your marriage this time. And one of them is similar to what we're talking about, but um, acknowledging like these small acts of like acknowledging your partner, even when they're getting on your nerves or even when you're distracted or even when like, like the writer gives this example of like trying to get their kids out the door and doing a million different things. And her husband telling her this like story about a podcast he liked. <laughs> and she like she has to like pause to keep herself from snapping at him and remembers the book and just is like, huh. And he's like, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that too. Right. And then they go on their merry way. Yeah. And it's just like, I, it's a little bit like this, like that catching yourself before you react and just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be mindful about how, how I react in this moment, because it's these little moments that make up your whole life with someone. I love that so much. I'm definitely going to link that in the description of the podcast, because I feel like Thank you for bringing that up. I mean, it also makes space for both things. Mm. And it's like, it makes space for like the everyday frustration and it makes space for like acknowledging the cherishing moment. It's like, okay, we can like hold both things and like, we don't have to be like singing Kumbaya in a prayer circle, like all the time. That's just not sustainable. And, and yet it's nice to remember those moments. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And acknowledge those moments. And catching yourself, right? And realizing that that reaction, that immediate reaction is not coming from a place of love and repair and cherishing. It's like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, exactly. Get out of the way. But also that's like a normal reaction. It's like, are, are you supposed to suppress all that stuff? Like, I don't even think you're supposed to suppress it because then it's like, it will come out in other crappy ways. It's like anger is a good emotion also, just like every other emotion. But <sighs> it's hard to hold all, hold all of them at the same time. Mm. But okay, so I have the psychology today article and I it has like a um what is it the nine the seven ways to practice being present in the moment and a couple of them are really cool and I'll I'll link it in the show notes. Um but like okay, so the first one is regular practice. Tamara love it, you know, the calm app. I have a friend who's listening to us right now who's thinking about downloading the call map. I highly recommend it. I'm still doing it. Are you still doing it? I am not doing it as regularly, but I'm on a I'm on a streak right now, which feels very good. Yeah, that's good. Yes. yes. That's amazing. Okay, so I like this one probably the mm. best out of the seven. Use your senses to ground you. So this is kind of like so like smell, taste, whatever. Um, so practice paying, it says, so practice paying attention to what you see, smell, hear, taste, and touch. In fact, this words works particularly well. If you're feeling anxious or depressed, stop what you're thinking and consciously feel what your senses are bringing to your attention. I never do that. Karen, never, ever, literally ever. Do you? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, and what it reminds me of is I have to come up with a nickname for this person other than doctor, which I think is very funny. I so, think doctor's um, great. Yeah. Doctor, yes, it's very funny. Um my the doctor and my wife choose ice oh. for this reason. Like to ground themselves. Like fascinating. Right? Like it is a way to like get in back into their body and like <laughs> chew ice like every night. It's very funny. But yeah, it's it's very specific. I think it's also because they have an iron deficiency. That's a whole other thing. If you crave ice, if you chew ice, have your iron checked. But mm. also it is just this way to engage a bunch of different senses. Like 
Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And it's also like ritualistic, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. It's probably very, I would imagine it being calming for them if it's something that they do all the time. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of iron deficiencies, um, so I remember back when I was recovering from COVID and I was like, I'm really, really tired, Karen. And you were like, maybe you should take some B12. Okay. So I, <laughs> I don't think I ever told you this. And I, I don't, I, I never told you. And Karen, I've taken B12 and I am a different human being. I'm, I'm actually oh like, not, I'm truly not even joking. Like, okay. So I started taking it when <gasps> I got home from Michigan, I think like early August, I feel like a superhero almost every day. And the thing is, that like I was telling my sister this and she's like, well, no shit, Katie, you've been vegetarian for like 15 years and B12 is in meat. And I was like, oh, and so anyway, I would like to thank you formally and officially and publicly on this podcast for <laughs> helping me feel like a superhero <gasps> because like, I'm not even kidding. It's actually amazing. I take the B B12 from Trader Joe's that it's like one of those like it like sits on your tongue and it dissolves. I do it every morning. It's amazing. I really love it, honestly. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Oh, thank it's you amazing. for telling me. Oh my God. Thank you for telling me. You're like, maybe you should go to a doctor and get B12. And I was like, mm, snap. And then I didn't go to a doctor, but I did get B12. So thank you. Yes. Well, I have to give a shout out to my therapist, Nicole, who is always talk talking to me about B12. And in fact, like at one point was getting B12 shots. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Like it's really, it is, it's a thing. Wow. Obviously as you're experiencing yeah. And it's different awesome. for everybody. Everybody needs a different amount of it. I, I have a coworker who told me like, oh, you shouldn't be taking B12 this long, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whatever. You're a white man over six feet. Mm. Like, I'm going to go ahead and guess that like your B12 needs are different than mine. A yes. postmenopausal black lady who's 5'3". Right. Your chemistry is a little bit. Yeah. It, yeah. Not the same. Yes. Also mansplaining, but yeah, that's <laughs> also, also. Okay. So back to being in the present. So another one, get in nature, you know, Avi, that's great. Um, mm, accept what you don't know. I don't really know what that's about. Um, most of us want to know what's going to happen in the future. Well, this is me with Lucy, I guess. Um, mm. Especially if it's something that's very important to us personally, or if it's something fraught with emotion, mm, both. Much of not being present in the moment is about anxiety and fear about future worries. Imagine what releasing all of that energy about not knowing would feel like. It would feel like a lot more time and energy to actually be present. I mean, yeah, whoever this author is, but also that's hard. Right. That's, that's hard. Especially for something that's particularly emotionally fraught or particularly upsetting. And I mean, it's easier. I used to tell people at work, we were just spinning out about a crisis at work. And I will just say, are you reacting to what is happening or what is a, you're afraid is going to happen? Oh. Let's, let's take a step back and start reacting to what is actually happening right now. And it really was this great release valve for like for me and for the people I was talking to because it was like, oh, right. No, no, no. This terrible thing hasn't happened. This ha I mean, they all ended up happening. Spoiler alert. They did oh, end up happening. Shoot. But they weren't happening right in the moment. And yeah. I was like, okay, let's just deal with what is actually happening and be able to separate in your mind. Oh, did that happen? Or am I just afraid that's going to happen? I love that. 
it's I'm so sorry that it actually happened. No, it's so, it's so bad. <laughs> that so, sucks so bad. so bad because like I feel like so many people always say like, oh, the worst case scenario never happens. That's not always true, but like I love the idea of separating those two things. Like that is a practice right there. I love that. The other ones that in this article are create personal rituals like the doctor who chews the ice, which is <laughs> genius. And then the last one is downshift your life, which Ooh. basically means to, I mean, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, which actually could be an entire podcast episode, in my opinion, about slowing down. What does that mean for you? It means different things for everyone. Um, like getting rid of toxicity, getting rid of busyness that you don't need. Yeah. I have the perfect, and I mean the perfect guest for that episode. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're listening, you know who you are. Be ready. We're coming for you. Oh, you my are, gosh, Karen. You are coming on. Yeah. <gasps> would you really want to talk about this? I would love that. Oh, yeah. No, no. I I mean, I don't know how much to want to talk about, but I, I have someone who is spending the fourth quarter, and the, the theme of her fourth quarter is rest, and like all words that start with R-E, recalibration reinvention rejuvenation re- like just mm, yes yeah. recharge re-all- recharge refuel reconnect oh my gosh recalibrate yes wait what did we say um recalculating when you tr- make a wrong turn in the gps yes yes <laughs> oh my gosh these are such great metaphors though for everything in life damn this is amazing i am so excited for this mystery guest and <gasps> if you're listening please come and talk to us because yes. That sounds incredible. I mean, I also love the idea of having like quarterly goals like that or quarterly intentions and also having rest be your intention. Fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, we are almost at time. I know. I want to make sure I give a shout out to a former guest of ours who it turns out was on episode 14 of oh, this yes. podcast. So Tamara Lefkowitz, one of the Batlight ladies, Works for the United Steelworkers. We had her on, she and Randy Pearson on, to talk about the fact that they were taking this giant, it was a Biden, right? It was a Biden bat light? I think it was a Biden bat light. It was during the election. That's right. Yes. It was before the election. And they were projecting this thing onto buildings all over the country. And they projected it onto Trump Tower in Chicago. Yes. And Tamara just messaged me on Twitter to say, hey, sis, long time no speak. I sent a message to the podcast Twitter and we didn't. I My sister responded, but okay. So thank you, Valerie. We met the president yesterday and he signed the pic of us bat lighting Trump Tower in Chicago. Um, What? Casual. Oh my God. Yes, Tamara. Holy crap. That's amazing. Uh, it makes me so happy. They had this picture of the bat light in Chicago and Biden signed it. What badasses these ladies are. I that is seriously incredible. I should totally message them on Instagram and see if we can like put something on our Instagram of that picture or maybe just like, yeah. you know, just like share it in our stories. That's amazing. I love that she reached out. I know. That's so yeah. badass. I also love that they met Biden and like got acknowledgement that they deserved. Exactly. Yeah. Also that I it mean, was on Trump Tower. Fuck yeah. Oh, well, and I mean that. I, I'm going to go back and listen to that episode because, you know, they had like <laughs> the whole thing with the snipe, the secret service. Oh, that's right. Sniper. The FBI thing. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So yeah. Badass ladies. They badass brave badass. ladies. They are amazing. Wow. I love that. I love that she reached out and like 
told you about it. That's that makes me so happy. And that they're still doing it. And like she just, you know, casually met the president. No big deal. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Oh my gosh, Karen. I'm so happy to talk to you. And I'm also so excited for our next episode. It's a special one, listeners. All of our episodes are special, but next one's is extra special. I can't wait for it. Yes. Yay. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>